On today's episode, Jalen Snipen Lipen, the seventh round pick back in the 2021 NHL draft, has officially inked his entry level deal with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'll also get into the Hawks adding Derek Plant as their third and final assistant coach for this upcoming season. And then to wrap things up, I will unveil which player comes in at number nine on my top 10 prospects list. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. I also got to remind you all that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports in Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. And if you're listening to the audio version, of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to go and rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all you wonderful listeners out there. And the best part is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc., it's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, pretty please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it, folks. The numbers have really been starting to take off here in the past month or so. I greatly, greatly appreciate all the support that I've gotten so far. And if you're one of the people who hasn't subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, please go and take the two seconds to do so. It would seriously mean the world for, mean the world to me. And last, go and turn on those push notifications. Go and ring the bell so that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, I guess I should say. It's still, what, 9.30 here in the, the Chicago land area. Uh, thank you all, though. For joining me for another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. This is my first episode that I'm doing this week. I want to apologize for uh, not getting an episode out through the first two days. But uh, something I've referenced a couple of times in the past few shows is that the Lockdown Podcast Network, their NHL portion of Lockdown, uh, is going down to three episodes a week instead of five. We're kind of entering that dead point into the offseason. Uh, not a whole lot of news is going on at this point, especially for a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, who uh, probably aren't going to be making many more moves, both in terms of free agency and probably not going to be 
making any trades or anything. Um, it sounds like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, I know those both are, are up in the air. We're not sure what's going to happen, but it does sound like nothing is going to be taking place this offseason involving those two in a trade. Um, so that's why we're dropping down the content a little bit here, but uh, I did post a ton of episodes last week. I had shows Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I also had um, two crossovers come out on Saturday and Sunday. So I, I've been posting a lot. That's why I kind of took a couple of days off, but we're back here today. Uh, I'm either going to have a show tomorrow or Friday. Not sure which one yet, but back here today and excited to get into uh, a couple of noteworthy moves that the Blackhawks have made in the past few days. Uh, the first of which I wanted to begin with uh, the latest signing that the Blackhawks made yesterday afternoon, which was inking prospect Jalen Lipen to a three-year entry-level contract worth roughly uh, $860,000 per year. But I personally think this was a, a really smart smart decision and, and good signing by the Blackhawks front office. Even though they have clearly addressed uh, the lack of depth in the prospect pool at the forward position. They did so in this year's draft. Remember, the final eight picks that the Blackhawks made in the 2022 NHL draft were all forwards. Um, but most of those players, you got to think, are, are still you know two, three years away from even turning professional. And um, you know, also at the same time, the chances that they all go on to become effective NHL players, you know, while that would be great and we'd welcome that with open arms, uh, the odds of that happening are pretty darn slim. So, uh, like I said, the forward position is, is clearly where the Hawks, I think, need the most help in terms of their pipelines right now. They have Drew Comesso, Arvid Soderblom, Jackson Stauber. They got some goaltenders. Um, they also, you know, are going to, I think, have a little bit of a log jam on defense in the next few years with all the young defensemen that are trying to take the next step to the NHL level. I mean, there are a lot of defensemen in the pipelines who are going to be trying to come through the next few years. So that's going to be very interesting uh, to watch develop over the next couple of seasons. Who's going to stick with the Blackhawks? I feel like a couple of those guys are definitely um, capable of getting traded because there is just kind of a greater number on defense than there is at the forward position. So I really like the Blackhawks um, giving Jalen Lipen an entry-level contract because he was one of the most productive forwards in the entire pipeline last year. I mean, he had a really strong season for the WHL champion Edmonton Oil Kings, which was just an absolute wagon this past season. But uh, Lipen played a big role for them. Second, third line role, which on that team, you know, that that shouldn't be a slight in any way, shape, or form. I mean, the Edmonton Oil Kings were absolutely loaded and just ran through the WHL playoffs to qualify for a, a spot in the Memorial Cup. Um, but in the regular season this past year, Lipen was darn near a, a point-per-game player. He had 64 points, 29 goals, and 35 assists in 66 games. Uh, he also had a really strong season last year during the COVID-shortened 2021 season. Uh, they only got to play 23 games, but Lipen recorded 29 points in that short frame. And that was also a huge leap that he had from the year prior, I believe. In the season before that, he only had like 18 points in 49 games or, or something along those lines, just not even close to being a point-per-game player. And he really made a jump in his game, a noticeable jump in his game 
uh, during the COVID-shortened 2021 season. Got on the Blackhawks' radar, and this seems to be a really solid pick by the Hawks in the later rounds. Lipen was an overager that many teams have passed on multiple times, but uh, I feel like it was a very smart decision by the Blackhawks to take a flyer on him late, and he proved them right this past season with the Oil Kings. Um, in terms of the postseason, though, I will say Lipen wasn't shining as much as he was during the regular season. He only had nine points in 19 postseason games. So the production was a little bit down in the playoffs, which, you know, could be a concern. But all in all, for being a seventh-round pick, I mean, Lipen put up better numbers than anyone, I think, would be hoping for with that late of a selection in, in the NHL draft. So um, I'm really happy, again, that the Blackhawks made the decision to add Jalen Lipen to give him an entry-level contract and um, likely will be heading to the Rockford Icehogs next season, if I had to imagine. Uh, but other than just being one of the few forwards that's not part of the 2022 NHL draft class uh, that the Blackhawks have signed on and is now officially in their prospect pool, another thing that I really feel like helped Lipen get a deal is the way that he plays the game, a really solid skill game out of Jalen Lipen. The bread and butter for him is the offensive side of things. He's got a pretty good shot. I mean, they call him sniping Lipen for a reason. Uh, an overall strong playmaking ability as well. He's a decent skater. And like I said, uh, aside from the players that the Hawks selected in this year's draft, Lipen has a skill set that's you know kind of unique at the forward position in this organization. So personally, I, I really do think the Blackhawks made the right call here by giving Jalen Lipen an entry-level contract, and I'm super excited to see him uh, join the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL for his first professional season next year. At least that's where I expect um, he'll be playing his first professional season. The one thing I do want to, I did want to be sure to mention about Lipen that I think he really needs to work on in order to take his game to the next level and have success as a professional is he's definitely got to add some muscle to his frame, folks. I mean, um, I don't know if he's been working on that so far this summer, but when I go and look at his height and weight on most sites, it's listed at him being five foot ten and around 155 pounds. I mean, that's that's just not going to cut it in professional hockey. So Lipen uh, definitely needs to get stronger if he wants a chance at, at being a successful player. Uh, and not only taking that next step to the NHL level, but I don't think you're going to have too much success at 155 pounds um, as an AHLer. So uh, that's the one thing I really think Jalen Lipen needs to work on. But he does have a very creative and crafty offensive game. He's a good skater, not a great skater, but a good skater. He can keep up with the fast pace of play. Uh, and if he's able to add, like I said, some weight to that frame, I think that'll definitely give him a better shot at moving up the ladder and potentially reaching the NHL level one day down the road with the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks inking Jalen Lipen to an entry-level deal. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into Derek Plant rounding out the Hawks coaching staff for this upcoming season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season has officially taken over for the summer, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores totals, player performance props, to who the next fired manager is going to be, regardless of what you want to bet on, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball. From golf, esports, 
boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. And don't forget, folks, football season is right around the corner. And if you want to place some future bets, Bet Online is the perfect place to do so. Bet Online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, getting into segment two now today. First, I am going to take a quick sip of coffee because my mouth is a little parched. Hmm. I didn't mention this earlier. This was something I wanted to do. I didn't really have anything off the top of my head that I wanted to ask you listeners to go and comment uh, down below in the comment section. So I wanted to ask you, how do you drink your coffee? I want to hear it. I'm don't want to say I'm new to coffee. I've been kind of drinking coffee for about two years now, but I want to hear outside opinions. I'm basically, uh, you know, I'm as basic as it comes. I'm drinking iced coffee and caramel right now, like literally as basic as it comes. So give me some coffee recommendations. Tell me what you drink down below, what you like and all that good stuff. Like I said, I'm really getting into coffee now. I basically need it at this point. So go and comment down below how you drink your coffee. All right. Getting into segment two now today. Uh, I also wanted to talk about some of the other recent news for the Blackhawks in the past few days, which was them adding Derek Plant as the third and final assistant coach to Luke Richardson's staff for the upcoming season. Uh, We know that Derek King has already been brought back. Uh, Kevin Dean was brought in from the Boston Bruins organization. And now Derek Plant will officially be rounding out the group. And I know a lot of Blackhawks fans uh, don't really know a lot about Plant, even though he was here as a development coach from 2015 to 2020, five years. Um, But I'm going to get into a little bit of his background on the show here today, just to provide all you listeners with some more insight on the Hawks' new assistant coach. Uh, First, Plant actually started out his, uh, well, he played junior hockey, but then uh, he played at the college level for the University of Minnesota Duluth and actually had uh, one heck of a college career. He was a former captain for the UMD Bulldogs, and he also put up the second most points in a season in Bulldog history with 92 as a senior. Went on to be named a Hobie Baker finalist, a first-team All-American, and USA Male Athlete of the Year. Male Hockey Athlete of the Year, I should say. Uh, so a pretty strong collegiate career for Derek Land. That led to him being drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the eighth round way back in 1989. Plant went on to play in 450 NHL games in his career, spanning about eight, nine, ten seasons. Also uh, went to play overseas for a few years, spent some time in the AHL level as well. Uh, he actually played part of one season with the Chicago Blackhawks back in 1999-2000. I think he played in 27 games or something like that. So uh, a pretty small stint in Chicago for Plant during his NHL career. Uh, After he retired, he went back to his alma mater in 2010 to take on a new role. This time, he was starting off his career from behind the bench. He joined UMD as an assistant coach back in 2010. Uh, And funny enough, Derek Plant's, a lot of his career has been spent with the University of Minnesota Duluth and the Chicago Blackhawks. And in fact, since he hung up the skates, he's only been part of those two teams. First, like I said, after he hung up the skates 
Uh, he decided to join the University of Minnesota Duluth as an assistant coach, spent five years there uh, from 2010 to 2015. And then he joined on with the Blackhawks in 2015 as uh, a player development coach. As I already mentioned, he spent five seasons there, which uh, I don't think a lot of fans really knew. But yes, Derek Plant was here from 2015 to 2020. But then he parted ways with the Blackhawks in the spring of 2020 and decided to go back to his alma mater once again, uh, this time as an associate coach. Uh, helped UMD this past season. He was also the head coach for the United States at the U18 uh, Halenka Memorial Tournament over in Europe, which was held in Slovakia and the Czech Republic. Uh, he coached Team USA to a third place finish there. He's also been coaching for the United States on a couple of different occasions at that same tournament the year prior, I want to say. So, uh, a pretty good chunk of experience in the last decade as a coach. For Derek Plant. Um, I do think it was interesting, though, that the Blackhawks decided to bring him back, but in a different role. And, you know, given how they did that and also the Blackhawks' lack of development during that time, I mean, from 2015 to 2020, who did the Blackhawks develop other than Alex Dabrinkit? Like, the list is pretty thin there. Um, but I think by bringing back Plant, it tells you they respect his mindset and his experience around hockey and how he's able to coach people. I just feel like they knew that um, bring him back as a development coach probably wasn't the best role for him. I feel like that's a pretty likely situation. Again, I don't know that to be true, but um, given how the Blackhawks decided to bring him back, even though, like I said, development is something that Kyle Davidson has harped on that the team needs to do better if they want to, you know, go through this rebuild successfully, they understand they have to develop players better down in Rockford. So by not bringing back Derek Plant in that same role, I think that's telling um, what they think of him as a person, and maybe that job just wasn't an ideal fit for him. Um, but like I said, some good experience for Derek Plant as a coach over the past decade. So uh, I am interested to see how he's going to fare now that he's back with the Blackhawks in a different role. I'm not exactly sure at this point what his duties are going to be and whatnot, but uh, we do know now that the Blackhawks have officially named their entire coaching staff for Luke Richardson from behind the bench this upcoming season. All right, there is a bit of a breakdown on Blackhawks' new assistant coach, Derek Plant. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to reveal who is going to come in at number nine on my top 10 prospects list. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into our third and final segment on the show here this morning before I wrap things up, I still have to unveil which player is going to come in at number nine on my top 10 prospects list. Now, real quick, just as a reminder, if you haven't listened to my honorable mentions episode yet or uh, the episode where I released who came in at number 10 to open things up, be sure to go and check that out before you listen to this segment. I mean, you don't want to be starting out at number nine. Where's where's the fun in that? Be sure to go and check out my YouTube channel and check out those past two episodes to be all caught up on my top 10 prospects list. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so already. It's really easy. 
just go back to the channel, go click on episodes. You can see the videos. They're listed in the title. And also, if you don't want to watch the full episode, I have everything time-coded in the description down below. So if you only want to listen to those two segments, it'll take, what, 15, 16 minutes or something like that to get all caught up. So I, I definitely recommend doing so before listening to our third and final segment on the show here today. Uh, but just as a quick recap for those of you who have already listened to those episodes, I'm not going to get into all the honorable mentions, but starting things off at number 10 recently was none other than Aiden Thompson, third round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft, who really shined, I thought, at development camp a few weeks ago and left one of the more lasting impressions in my mind personally. And Aiden Thompson was actually having a really strong camp for Team USA's World Juniors uh, roster. Um, which that is set to begin here in just a couple of days, by the way, folks. But unfortunately, Thompson suffered an injury. I believe it was knee-on-knee contact, and he will not be able to participate in the tournament. And according to multiple sources, it looked like Thompson was trending towards being a surprising late addition to that roster. He was having a really strong camp there as well. So some tough news for Aiden Thompson. Hopefully it's not too serious. And he'll be able to get back on the ice relatively soon because whether it's been, you know, Team USA's World Juniors camp or the Blackhawks prospect development camp, he's been leaving lasting impressions. It doesn't sound like just to me, it's been all over the place for Aiden Thompson. He's someone I'm really excited about one day down the road. So that's why Aiden Thompson opened things up at number 10. But now coming in at number nine on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list, I have none other than 21-year-old right-handed defenseman Alec Regula, who was formerly a third-round pick of the Detroit Red Wings. Did I say the Detroit Red Wings? Wow, that was really bad. <laughs> the Detroit Red Wings, that's a funny moment. So I hope someone goes and clips that. Um, yes, formerly a third-round pick of the Detroit Red Wings, who was acquired by the Blackhawks a few years back in a one-for-one swap for Brendan Perlini, which, uh, interestingly enough, Stan Bowman failed massively at all the big-name trades, but one thing I will say about the guy, I have very, very few positive things to say about Stan Bowman, but one thing I will say that he did well was like those small one-for-one minor swaps. Like, a couple of times, he really... um, at least another GM. It didn't happen very often, but a couple of times he made some really solid one-for-one moves, and I think this was one of them because uh, Brandon Berlini has not had much consistent success at the NHL level since being traded from the Blackhawks, and Alec Regula has quietly just risen in the Blackhawks pipelines over the past few, past few seasons, uh, and he was someone who he made his NHL debut with the Blackhawks in the final three games of the COVID-shortened 2021 season. Didn't really get to see a whole lot of him there, uh, but he had a really strong season down in the AHL with the Rockford Ice Hogs this past season. Put up good offensive numbers, really took strides in the defensive zone as well. He's learning how to use his body and his size and long reach to his advantage. And being, you know, a big right-handed shot on the blue line, there's not many of those in the league. Honestly, there's not many six foot four defensemen who can shoot the puck strongly, who can keep up, who can be sturdy in the offensive zone. And also, something I've always preached about Regula is that he has more offense than people realize. I loved when the Blackhawks at the end of this season gave him a chance on the power play because 
I don't think he's ever going to be a power play one guy. I don't think that's, you know, his niche or anything. But I do think Regula is capable, potentially, of stepping in on the second power play unit. Hopefully, the Hawks will have some better offensive defensemen up on their NHL roster at that time. Because, like I said, Regula isn't an offensive defenseman, but he is capable of doing that job. And I think he has more creativity and offense than people, even Blackhawks fans, give him credit for. Um, But yeah, Regula got really his first decent chunk of NHL action towards the end of this season. Wound up playing 15 NHL games with the Blackhawks this this year, uh, but but really left a a strong impression on my mind as well. Um, I will say there were a couple of games where it was evident that uh, he was a rookie out there and may have been a little bit over his head. But I think what stood out to me the most was how Regula was able to overcome that adversity. Whenever he had a bad game, I feel like the next night he really responded well in a big way and almost learned from his mistakes on the fly. That was really impressive to me. And um, the Blackhawks coaching staff, Derek King noticed that as well, that Regula was just getting more and more comfortable as the game started to rack up. And actually, in his final few games, he was getting up there to 18 19, 20 minutes of ice time per night as a 21-year-old. And that that was really impressive to me. Um, Regula really held his own and didn't shy away from anything. Uh, There were nights where he looked nervous and looked shoddy, but they were never consistent. There were never two or three or four bad games in a row. Now, I know he only got 15 games worth of action, but his ability to bounce back from one night to the other that resiliency really stood out to me. Um, and he played a sturdy game. He didn't, you know, try to do anything too fancy, but he kept it simple, you know, good first passes out of the D zone, rubbing players off along the boards, not making any key mistakes. And he also chipped in for his first NHL goal along the way as well. So uh, I was really happy with what I saw out of Alec Regula in that short frame of action uh, towards the end of the season for the Blackhawks this past year. But I'm I'm really excited to see where he's going to be, and he should be one of the few defensemen competing for that final NHL roster spot. There's going to be looking like two spots open, the sixth and seventh defensemen for the Blackhawks this year. We know their five are, are locked up. Um, McCabe, Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, Caleb Jones should be getting a deal here sometime soon. And then Riley Stillman is still there as well. But I really think it's going to come down to Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, and Ian Mitchell. Personally, I think that's who it's going to come down to for those final two defenseman spots. And Regula, given the amount of experience that he already has, um, he could have a leg up over both of those two. It's going to be a very strong competition come training camp for those final two spots. But Regula, I'd give him as good a chance as any of those other two guys to crack the Blackhawks opening night roster because he really impressed in those final 15 games and uh, only 21 years old. He'll actually be turning 22 here in just a couple of days. So really just kind of stepping onto the scene as a mature player, but he has some good experience already under his belt. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how he's going to continue to grow, whether it be with the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL this year, or even if it's another year with the Rockford Icehawks in the AHL. I don't think that's the worst thing whatsoever for Alec Regula because, again, he is still so young, 
only going to be 22 years old when this upcoming season starts. And I'm very excited about how he's going to continue to grow, regardless of what level he's playing at. All right, folks, that is going to wrap up Wednesday, August 3rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news and updates from the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also go and hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.